Hey everybody, welcome to We Got the Beat, the podcast devoted to 80s entertainment from, uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that right at all. How do I do this every week? Every single episode. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Let's try again. We got the it's beat. It's okay. It's you did that on purpose. It's cool, man. Right. Yeah, man. Cause I'm hip, man. I'm like anti-podcaster. That's it. Yeah, we're like uh, the fringe comedy scene of podcasting where we're... we like to be authentic, and that means yeah. we make mistakes. Um, so uh, this episode is kind of back to school time. Yes, it's horrifying time to go back to school. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but. Uh, I thought it'd be nice if we picked two movies that were kind of a parody, a lighthearted spoof before we get into the Halloween season and more fear-oriented stuff. Uh, so I picked two spoof comedies, High School High and Not Another Teen Movie. Not just because of that, but it's also the 25th or, uh, 5th and the 20th anniversary of those, respectively. Is that, is that the word I'm wow. saying? Did I say a big word? Respect- that... Respectively. Respectively. All right. I tried. It's cool. It's cool. I'm uh, like the I'm like the grammar police, whether or not I intend to. It's just the way I am. I am also the person who makes up words all the time. That's true. Sometimes I kind of dig it, honestly. <laughs> sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. Um, uh, so we're not going to go long on this one because it's it's kind of hard to talk about parodies. It's here's the thing: is I you I don't said, know. We've never tried before. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I don't like regurgitating all the jokes. I think Jacob does sometimes, and we're like, we're not really talking about the movie. We're just saying our favorite lines. But um, yeah, High School High was kind of dumped at the end of October against Halloween movies, and uh, it did okay, but it was more of like a video cult thing, whereas Not Another Teen Movie was a hit, and combining that with you know uh, a Scary Movie, that became a trend for like the next decade, where where it was that style of parody you can tell in just five years the difference in the styles of high school high and not another teen movie oh yeah you know i would have thought that high school high actually came out in like the late 80s or early 90s if i didn't know I mean, obviously, some of the references give it away, but it's something about the, like, style and the, the quality that gives me more of a, like, late 80s vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah, it I does. I feel like it's Would very like... different from this, and it's, bright. It's like, bright. It's uh, So I guess it's basically what you're saying, how much things changed in a short period of time. Yeah, it's... Uh... Which is ironic because Not Another Teen Movie is so reflective on the teen movies of the 80s and the 90s. And there's a lot of that. But but what it is, is this was produced by the Zucker Brothers. I think one of them was a co-writer and one of the writers from Naked Gun 3. So it does have that methodology. The way that Naked Gun is an airplane and uh, Top Secret. Jim Abrams was part of that group too, so he went over to Hot Shots. So it does feel like one of the last gasps of that way of doing parody movies, which is ironic because the Zucker Brothers would take over the scary movie franchise and then, frankly, save it. Because I actually think one and two are kind of unwatchable now. Three and four are great. You know what's funny is that the, I, I've never seen this movie before somehow. Well, I was away at college when this came out. We all watched it a bunch so I, I wasn't I guess at home that boy. explains a lot yeah it's, it's, it was one of our favorites we loved parody movies in college and this is one we would go back to regularly I hadn't seen it in a really long time and this 
does have kind of a through line that's all those, you know, like Lean On Me, Teachers, Dangerous Minds is a big part of this. Now, you said you thought the plot, it focused too much on plot. I actually think that's why the movie holds up better for me is that there is a real story. And that was the Zucker Brothers rule is if you take away all the jokes, you still need to have a movie, a good movie. Well, that's, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a bad thing. I'm saying that it really separates it from most of the other um, spoof movies. And I, I, I don't know. To me, it's like, yes, there was definitely funny moments. I laughed out loud at a lot of stuff. But it it really does have, like, a plot. It has heart. And sometimes I think that it maybe forgot that it was supposed to be a spoof movie. And it was actually kind of genuine in a lot, in a lot of moments. So it was a very interesting mix for me. Uh, and, may- and maybe that's why maybe that's why it wasn't quite as popular because it or didn't do quite as well because it almost didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, Does the first half sense? hour, the fat first half hour is so fast you cannot look away. I made a huge mistake and I was working on my phone. And I said, "Oh, hold on, I gotta rewind and start again," because it is like a thousand gags in the first 30 minutes and then yes it does get more focused on the plot and then the humor comes more out of the behavior than setups and payoffs and and sight gags yeah i mean by no means do i think that this is a bad movie like i liked it i thought it was good but again for i've seen i feel like i've seen a decent amount of spoof movies in my lifetime and I think this one really stands out compared to all of the others because it really does have like heart. He, even though he's an idiot, you know, he means so well and it, you know, it could, yeah, it could stand alone without considering the spoof element. Yeah. Now, I think John Lovitz is really funny, and he's cast well in this. But I think what came before this also hurt him, because if you look at the two or three movies he did before this, they all were stinkers. Mm -hmm. And that probably didn't help the box office potentially either. Well, I mean, he's in a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't say that he's ever really done quality work. Yeah, it's well. I mean, I mean it's, it's like not first, necessarily his fault, but. right? No, it's, it depends on what you're offered. But you know, he was funny in League of Their Own. He was in Big and True. Uh, My Stepmother's an Alien. Those did well for him. But it's when he became uh, a name above the title, like with um, uh, Trapped in Paradise, which I find insufferable, and uh, yeah. City Slickers Two. I mean, that's just two ideas. I think there's a couple others in there that didn't go well for him. And uh, what two years later, he's now. You know, taking over for Phil Hartman on news radio, so this is kind of like that last gasp for him as yeah. a name. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes it's you know, being a leading man isn't the right fit for everybody. They're it's they're better as like a supporting character or in an ensemble piece. You know, like a few years later, Rat Race. Oh, I mean, right, maybe yes. I'm in maybe I'm in the minority here, but I think that's a fucking hilarious movie and his stuff is gold it is but, I, forgot, I completely forgot about know, that <laughs> and the critic you know I, I mean also 
everybody has their preferences, but that was on for for a, seven years. Yeah, it was weird because some of it was spread out over on the internet. So technically, I think it was only right. like three. But um, what works is that he's able. He most of the time they have to cast someone serious in these movies yeah. because if they know they're funny, then it doesn't work as well. He balances that. You know, he knows how to sell a joke, but he also doesn't try to do it as a funny guy. Where I think yes. Tia Carrere is also kind of funny. She's pretty good in the Wayne's World movies. I don't 100% like her in this movie because she's trying to sell the joke. And I, I was like, this, the joke works on its own. Does that make sense? Well, I think there's something about her that is likable, but she isn't necessarily a natural. Yeah. And Mackay Pfeiffer... <laughs> Oh, is he a good foil in this? I I was really yes. impressed because I think this is the only comedic thing he's ever done. Maybe I don't know. I was kind of surprised, and I was like, "Oh, really? Him?" The one thing I think about with this movie at first, I kind of had a knee-jerk reaction, thinking that, "Oh, this is really stereotypical and and and, and kind of racist in the behavior yes. they're showing." Yes. But then I forgot they're spoofing all that bullshit that you see right. in the other movies and that it's it's making fun of their stereotyping. Right, exactly. For a second I thought, "Oh my gosh, this this would never get made now. It's so it could be, it would be viewed as so offensive." But that's the point. Like they are pointing out all of the stupid shit that were were in the movies before this. They they're they're exactly pointing it out and saying, "Oh, this is a problem." Did you ever see Dangerous Minds? I've never seen it. I think so, but I—I I mean, yes, I have seen it, but it's been a very long time, and I couldn't tell you much about it. I was gonna say, I wonder how much influence on this. This, what it seems like, it's just a spoof of that that genre period. Whereas, a lot of parody movies after Scary Movie were very pointed. This thing in this movie, this thing in this movie, not a general concept. Yes. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about this. I just think there's a lot of good story. And like you said, it has a lot of heart mixed in with the jokes. Um, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's one of the last good spoof movies before they changed the way that they did it. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the movie before we go? I think I just want to point uh, I just want to say one of the funnier moments that I can remember uh, that uh, is when the, you know, Mackay Pfeiffer and the girl meet you know they're at the dance and they kind of hit it off and they're like let's dance and she's like well i guess one little dance can't hurt and then it's like the dirtiest shit you've ever seen (laughs) my favorite gag (laughs) is so minor and you have to pay attention but you'll see in this guy's hair as they're walking through the hallway there's little cars and one's a normal car one's a police car and it's chasing her how did they do that (laughs) i don't know i do remember that i think it was really funny though (laughs) yeah Um, so so tiny. Yeah, the uh, not another teen movie. Now this one I think is uh, it was much better at the box office. I think it still has a pretty strong cult following. This is like ground zero for a lot of introductions. Like I yes. never. I mean, they yes, made a, it is. It's not their first project, but it's the first project I think a lot of people saw them in. And mm-hmm. the cast is better than the movie, um, with the exception of Randy Quaid, who I think is fucking terrible in this movie. He's so heavy-handed with his stupid jokes, and I don't think anything he does is funny. Um, but come on, Chris Evans, right there. He's playing it dead serious, and it works. I mean, is this your first introduction to Chris Evans? Because I believe it was mine. 
Yeah, it was. I, I think he was in a show that I had seen an episode of, but I didn't know who he was. I felt like he was in a TV show with Allison Mack and Milo Ventimiglia. It was on for like six episodes on Fox one summer. Oh, maybe. I just remember thinking, who's this guy who's like sort of like a Tom Cruise knockoff? But yeah. He's also like Peter Facinelli, who's like a, also a Tom Cruise knockoff. Uh, who knew, you know, that he would, uh, you know, have such an interesting turn in his career. And I think that part of the, I don't know if, you know, this movie does have a cult following. There is this really funny joke or meme or whatever that, that was circulating, you know, in the last couple of years where, you know the part where, at the beginning where he's like, you can he's looking at a photo of himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then it goes it go it's like he's actually but it's a picture of and then it's him looking at another picture and then it's like Captain America but it's just his ass and it's like <laughs> that's America's ass and he's like looking at himself and it's so like stupid and meta I don't know it's just goofy <laughs> speaking of we do see his ass in this <laughs> fucking banana sticking out yes, of it that is true that Good is Lord. true uh, so I guess it's funny on a few levels definitely my first uh, I mean, this is the first movie I saw. Schuler Lee. Uh, is that you know, how you say her name? I thought it was, was Kyler. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's. Uh, I could totally have effed that up. But, you know, she went on then. I didn't see her a ton. And then she went on to do like years and years and years of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Well, we had seen her in that, that 80s show. What's that? That 80s show oh, is yes. what she got cast That's in right, right as she yes. was doing this. And she seemed That's like she right. was the queen of, this has so much potential, but it failed. And yes. just kept doing that and doing that until finally she ended up on Grey's Anatomy. And thankfully, because it really does kind of hurt seeing the same people fail in these shows. I remember seeing that in Entertainment Weekly. And I think she was one of them. But they had like... Um, yeah. John Cryer. The show killers. The show killers yes. uh, article. Right. Uh, I want to say one was the guy that starred Eddie something from Warehouse 13. And then there was Paula Marshall who was in tons of TV shows. Yes. The kid that was on Ugly Betty and Jake 2.0. I can't remember his name, but I don't know if he ever. Oh, really? He yeah, was on there? He was on that list. There was just like five or six people. And they were in a, it was a picture of them in a race or whatever. And they were all show killers. Yeah. And thankfully, I think all of them eventually had some success because if you're... All of them kind of moved on. Because wasn't it the lady who, I forgot her name, but she is, went on to be on Once Upon a Time and she... What's her name? Or maybe she just reminds me of Paula Marshall and they're, they seem kind of similar Yeah, to the me. one was on Boomtown, I remember, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was uh, one of those Lana girls. Paria? Maybe, I don't know. I think she's from Boomtown. I think that's where we first saw her. But yes, that is that's her. And then what's his name? Who was on the Loop? I think he was there too. Oh, most of these people like how how unkind to write an article like that. Yeah, the in the God way that damn. they did. Don't call them the show killers. But I think they were trying to show the exposure. Like these guys are worthy of casting. It's just they're yeah. looking for that niche, that thing that works for them. Yeah. Uh, this anyway, this yeah. was inspired by, I believe, a couple sketches that were done for the MTV Movie Awards in 1980. Or 1980, sorry. Mm. What? <laughs> uh, let's rewind. Rezip it. Uh, 2000. 
And uh, I really thought this was an MTV production. It's not. It's not even Paramount. And the, the guy who directed those, Joe Gallen, is the one who directed this movie. So somewhere along the way, he must have taken that idea over to Columbia Pictures and they greenlit it immediately. There is a ton of um, 80s John Hughes influence, obviously, because they drop it like crazy. There's a ducky character. There's, you know, the whole Pretty in, Pretty in Pink probably has the biggest influence um, in Breakfast Club. No Ferris Bueller or anything like that, or 16 And Candles. she's all that. She's all that, yeah. The 90s stuff, she's all that. Bring It On, Varsity Blues, uh, Cruel Intentions. There's a lot of that around. And I think a little bit of the problem is this kind of movie should have only been done here but after this it's like everybody decided that you don't need a real movie you just grab bits and pieces from uh whatever's popular at that time like no don't you understand it was a spoof of a very specific genre you can't just go picking anything you want because it's not coherent um we have jamie presley as the bring it on kind of character but she's also the nemesis you know uh, she's like the female counterpart to Eric Christian Olsen's, uh, who's always like the James Spader or the Paul Walker yeah. kind of character. Fucking gold in this movie. Eric Christian Olsen, oh. why are you still on NCIS? I don't know if you have like, oh, you just want to stay at home with your kids, but you should be in movies because everything I've ever seen him in is amazing. I mean, I think that he's one of those people too that sort of struggled to like find his place. I mean, I've enjoyed him in so many things, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, why is he on NCIS? But, you know, he just, he was on a lot of stuff that was canceled after a short period of time. The Loop, we were huge fans of Loop, yeah. I, li- I still like his Dumb and Dumber. He was in Cellular, which did okay. God, he person. really, he really sold that Dumb and Dumber. It would yeah. have been garbage without him, in my opinion. But totally, he yeah. Really committed. Uh, he I mean, maybe the... it's garbage anyway, but it, but it's fun. It's fun garbage. We're, we're gonna discuss Bubble Boy. That's fun garbage, I'm sure. But maybe it's better than yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I, um, I paid money and saw that. <laughs> yeah, but Chris, Chris Evans, uh, he would do a pilot for a TV show of uh, Witches of Eastwick. Uh, which I think they've tried like three times now. It didn't take off, but then uh, MTV cast him in Perfect Score, and then he did Cellular after that. I think Cellular is one of his best movies, and, and no one really talks about it. Thankfully, his career... Cellular. Cellular. It's like so awkward to say. Yeah. That's part of it. Uh, Mia Kirshner, um, one of the few that oh were already God. established in this. She was a Canadian actress, but she had starred in the second Crow movie, and that was five years prior to this. Mm. And thank God they bring up the fact that, like, didn't you graduate four years ago? Why are you here? Because she was a lot older than everybody else. I think the most, like, fun and uncomfortable thing in this movie was the musical number where uh, the part, you know, she's just, it's so creepy when she's just obsessed with banging her brother. Oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. Well, everything she did was uh, creepy. She's spoofing the, 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 what's her name? Sarah Michelle Gellar role from Cruel Intentions. But she's, yeah. she's normally a serious actor, and I think that's what makes everything very, very funny, because she plays it dead serious. A lot of these people are kind of in on the joke a little bit. Except for her. She plays it so straight. I could not stop giggling during the makeup scene. <laughs> oh, I had to fast forward it because it grosses me out so I couldn't much. stop laughing. <laughs> and then when she's talking to... Well, what is his face uh, from uh, the human show? Was it... Um, 
you know, from jungle to jungle. Oh, so, Sam uh, Huntington. Sam Huntington. <laughs> that is appalling that nobody would take dump on your chest. I know she's all cried. It's like you're like you're right. It's like it's like she's so committed to this. And then, like, I mean, he's kind of, you know, he does more silly stuff, honestly. Yeah, he's so doing the Chris really Klein parody. fit with his thing, but goddamn, do I love that guy. Jesus, I fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's specifically, he's doing something very specific, and that's the character from yeah. American Pie. Um, we have Sam, uh, Sam Levine doing a parody of, this is kind of weird, he's doing a parody of a parody. Because oh. Seth Green is doing the character in Can't Hardly Wait, which is kind oh, of a... Oh, that's what he was trying to do? Yeah, oh, I didn't d- catch that. So you take something realistic. I thought, yeah, I just thought it was really offensive. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought it was at first until you realized that he's doing... So it, 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 uh, the real thing was white guys trying to be cool by imitating black guys. Nobody yes, at the time was sure. imitating Asian guys. And that's why it was completely absurd. It, I think it actually is a thing now where you see more anime and manga and people dressing, you know, in, in that style. But boy, his thing is fucking nuts. And the balls to do that. I, I much respect mm-hmm. those out doing for that. Uh, and the, I think the sharpest, most pointed parody, though, is Dion Richmond's character. Who I sorely miss. I don't oh, see him anymore. But his whole thing about how black people are always tokens, you know, and they're always throwing away. Uh, you know, and with these one-liners that are most, supposed to make them seem hip, and I just—it's always cringeworthy. And <laughs> when he's at the end, going, "You know what? You're right." And he goes, "I don't have time for this right now." You go, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> can I read? Can I tell you something that's really sad and funny about the trivia about this movie? What it says. So, however you say her name, Schuler Lee, Skyler Lee—I don't know. Fuck says she has admitted to being under the influence of cocaine throughout the majority of this movie. Oh my god, she was so young. What? I know, but what? Maybe she thought she needed a high energy? I don't know. I don't know. That just, like, it kind of estranges me. It it weirds me out. In Spain and Greece, the movie was released under the title, This Is Not Another Dumb American Movie. (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, uh, Cody McMains yeah. plays the younger brother, which all these movies seem to have like some sort of smart ass younger brother. Um, the obsessive. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is a controversial statement. I've seen Pretty in Pink a few times. I want to fucking strangle John Cryer. I cannot stand him. Ducky is so irritating. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the movie that got it right, where everybody kind of just like worships Ducky, and I'm like, no, he was an annoying pain in the ass. And this movie gets it with uh, Ricky Lippman. Yeah, uh, I think that a lot of the things that are really, um, sorry, brain fart, (laughs) um, just, you know, really considered positively are, it's like nostalgia and it's really skewed. Yeah. Um, I will say there's there's a few characters I really thought were completely fucking useless and they should just have ditched them. Uh, Reggie Ray basically playing the same character he played in Varsity yes. Blues. It is not funny. It is completely wasted. Um, the, uh, the girl with the Tourette's fucking pointless. Yes. Um, yes. The Amanda Becker character useless. The, the Areola. The naked girl. How yes. can you just uh, that is. 
brave, I guess, to be that naked around other people, like naked, naked. It's not a porno. It's just like they're all dressed and they're acting like, you know, <laughs> just to walk on set and be naked. The um, the coach. Chinese twins. That was, yeah, the coach insane. Just like, ugh, that was useless. I kind of like Paul Gleason kind of reprising his character from uh, uh, Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald was that, terrible. I think I heard that that was a. I read that was a last minute reshoot. Yes, I read that too. Uh, also, I really uh, giggled a lot and enjoyed the fact that Josh Radner. Uh, yeah, this was probably one of his first projects. I mean, people didn't know who he was for years until How I Met Your Mother came out, and you know, he just I don't know, just has all these really silly lines, and he just like. You know, I thought he was throughout the whole movie. He's like the uh, you know the guy with the exposition, the one from like disturbing behavior and road trip, and but he really sells it. I thought it was good. I thought Mr. T was fucking hilarious. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Maybe the funniest thing, the the best acting he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, Everything else, I think, is fine. It's just uh, I wish that spoof movies hadn't taken the hint from this and scary movie and tried to be that lightning fast no context just go 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 yeah i think yeah it's a bit um you know it devolves uh more every time they do a movie like that yeah well i think it's pretty much dead now right because they did like super fast and that, that parody of the so. Twilight oh, movies, I... and I haven't seen any since. I hope it's over with. I haven't watched any in a long time because mm. a lot of them I didn't even know existed, and I was like, "Oh yeah. wow!" They that's, just kept that's, going that's it's straight into uh, direct to video town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Let Good it Charlotte. Go, guys. Just let it go. They're, all the songs in this are covers of teen songs from the eighties. <laughs> Do you remember the Marilyn Manson video? Uh, I do not speak of Marilyn Manson. Yeah. He is garbage. But on MTV, they pushed this remake of Tainted Love with him, and it was creepy. He has, like, the girls from mm. this movie all, like, uh, you know, strutting around sexy with him in, like, a pool, I think, or something. Gross. Yep. I don't remember that. I'm glad I didn't. Yep. I don't. <laughs> uh, so a shorter episode than normal, but I, I which is your, uh, which of the two films are your favorite? I mean, I've seen... Not another teen movie a lot of times. Uh, it's Which is strange for a movie like this that I would watch it this many times. Um, it's really fucking filthy. Ew, like, yeah, I, I was... I did it's not remember this even being rated really, Yeah, so I would say that, like, High School High is a better movie for sure. Yeah, when, when but, I know. did not remember the dildo scene, and that was like a fucking what kind of opening. You're like, oh boy. Yeah, I do this. remember that. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's funny. It has its moments. I Damn, I will pretty much watch anything Chris Evans does. God damn, I love that man. Um, but, no, I definitely High School High is a better movie. Yeah, I like the cast of Not Another Teen Movie quite a bit, but the jokes yeah. just don't last. And, boy, I wonder what this like is on television. They had to chop the shit out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it. I watched it this most recent time on Amazon Prime. 
so I don't, I mean, I don't even know why they would bother showing it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so shitty. I feel like High School High is probably one of those Comedy Central's middle of the afternoon kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Which so, shocks me that I've never seen it before, but, yeah. you know, I'm glad I rectified that. So thanks for suggesting a movie I hadn't seen. I assumed it was because of the John Lovitz thing. A lot of people just don't like him, and in real life, apparently, he's a real fucking pain in the ass. But as an actor, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> all right so check us out on facebook under hit rewind podcast and uh that is it have a good night